Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Michelle Aubin and Linda Lang. Welcome. I'm Michelle Aubin, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Linda Lang. Hi, Linda. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. If someone's being bullied verbally, physically, at home or at work, mistreated, the job of that person, I feel, in that moment, is to muster their anger and their sense of injustice to protect themselves and possibly to protect other people from a bully, right? The job is not to sit there and go, oh, everything is as it should be. The job is to say, okay, something doesn't feel right. Trust that feeling. Verbalize it. Act on your behalf. Act on the behalf of other people. And if someone has been in a situation for an extended period of time where that's happened, sometimes our sense of empowerment is diminished. So people growing up in a home where they were not treated well or people have long-term romantic relationships where there's maybe an abuse going on, over time, the sense of myself as a person who can speak on my behalf can be distorted. So that the job at that time of crisis is to speak up. And it is not acting like a victim to do so. I just want to kind of put that out there into the public waters to say you are not having a victim consciousness if you're speaking on your behalf or on the behalf of someone else to stop mistreatment. When personal development gurus give advice to people and how that advice can sometimes come across as clueless to people who are in the middle of a trauma or in the middle of processing an old trauma. And my current thought is that there are there is a need for different strategies at different phases of dealing with traumas. So so you can say everything happens for a reason, but that comes from a place of realizing certain spiritual truths as we work through the lessons that are in front of us in the moment. So were you ever bullied in school, Michelle? Oh, yes. Yes. There are many stories I have of feeling mistreated and peers and even into adulthood at, at a job I had where I had a boss who was treating me in a way that wasn't appropriate. So I can speak now from a place of empowerment because I've learned those things and, and, and I didn't learn them when I was young. I learned them as an adult working through these feelings and sort of the post-traumatic mindset that, that people get in. And, and so part of the post-traumatic mindset is learning, I feel, and I'm not, a, I'm not a therapist, so this is all just me talking from my own experience and other people who shared their experiences with me and 
part of it is learning to feel like, okay, something doesn't feel right and trusting that feeling and I deserve to be treated better and I'm going to, I'm going to negotiate this with people. And if they don't respect me, I'm going to leave the situation so I can be safe. So my question to you is, <laughs> do you think there's a fine line between having that kind of self-awareness that I need to stand up for myself and empower myself and becoming that person that's very nitpicky and, you know, somebody looks at them the wrong way and then they kind of fly off the handle. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have known people like that that are nitpicky. And my unscientific conclusion is that that comes from trauma. That when people have, you know, there's, a, there's an old joke, uh, I don't know if it was Woody Allen that said this, you know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. If someone has had a long history of being invalidated at a, at a certain, you know, early, especially early stages, that person may look over their shoulder and look for an attack where there isn't any. And I've known uh, people like this, and there are people that I have had to say, what I just said is not an attack and like make it clear. Like I'm saying this out of love. I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm not offend. I'm not trying to offend you. And to be very explicit about that, because I know that that person has had a history of being or feeling mistreated, whether they were or not, they feel like they have been mistreated. So, um, I mean, that gets into like psychology and things like that. So yeah, I've had that. Have you had that experience with people? How have you handled that? Well, I had, I have one story about being bullied as a kid that I think really kind of shifted things for me. I was in grade seven and, you know, I had my own little clique of friends and my grade seven teacher moved me from my friends and put me beside some kids that were really struggling. When I went to school, they were called occupations. So they, they would probably go to school until they were maybe like 16. And then they mm -hmm. would, they would graduate, get a job, maybe say in a factory or, or go into the trades. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to be clear that that doesn't mean they're not intelligent. It just right. means that they struggled at school. Right. And some of those people have behavior problems or problems dealing socially. So I actually sat beside a girl who was a very, very tough. She was a tough girl, you know, and she would, she would just do whatever she could to try and distract me. And mm -hmm. she started to bug me on the, on the playground. And I remember one day I just got really tired of it. I'd been putting up with this for a long time and I put her down on the ground and wash her face out with snow. Like I wasn't, you know, I didn't punch mm -hmm. her or hit her. I didn't say anything. I would just really just had enough. And just from that moment on, she totally stopped. It was like, let's see how much she can take or 
well, we can pick on her. So let's just go ahead and do it. But, you know, I just had enough. And we actually, you know, finished the rest of the year. Okay. You know, okay relationship. And I, I thought about that many times about the universe kind of pushing you to just take a stand for yourself and being, you know, loving yourself enough to do that. And it's not about, wasn't even about making her wrong. It was just about creating that kind of boundary or, or sense of self that I knew I could stand up for myself. I know as an adult, I've worked in situations that there were some like highly, highly sensitive people that might take offense to expressions or things that you say. Yeah. And I'd find out afterward, I'd be like, really? They end up perceiving you as kind of a bully or pushy or... Or something. I mean, I I do have kind of a crazy sense of humor. I like to laugh, but these are kind of maybe different, different situations, you know? So it is a really fine line because yes, those people often base their judgments of other people's interactions with them on their past traumas and Mm -hmm. And there's a kind of victim mentality that they're super sensitive, that they're kind of looking for that. And we know that energy flows where our attention is. So we kind of can create those little stories. Ourselves. Well, this, that's, an, that's an interesting concept. And f- from a kind of higher perspective, let's say, I can... I can see that. When I was working at a job as an adult and I was experiencing a boss who was targeting me, um, I did not think of myself as having a victim consciousness at all. And I've thought about that dynamic because workplace bullying has become a topic that's discussed. And in workplaces, there's also sexual harassment issues and other kinds of inappropriate behavior. Racism, people are targeted for their ethnicity or their race. So this is a sort of a real, I'm saying real issue that it, that is structurally built in. I heard someone who is Megan Kelly uh, I'm going to say her name because I saw a video of her recently talking about her experience with sexual harassment and she does not use the word victim. She uses the word target. She says, I was targeted. And that energetically has, um, um, communicate something that I really like, which is the idea that there are certain people looking to act out their dominance on other people in the workplace, right? (laughs) This is coming up in our culture a lot. People are speaking up about it a lot. So that is how I felt when I was in that situation. I felt like I was a target. And I do feel like I was sensitive in the sense that now I understand 
I'm just a sensitive person energetically and, you know, highly sensitive person. And I have certain, I'm an introvert. I have certain characteristics that perhaps that person looked at and saw a window of opportunity to act out her dominant issues, her dominance issues. And at the time it like floored me because I thought, well, I'm just trying to get my job done. What is this? And I've since learned a great deal about the fact that there are people that try to do this. This is real. And how to energetically protect myself and, and verbally and physically, like you did with the person with the snow. I have learned that it's very important as a sensitive person to energetically maintain my boundaries. And if I were trying to pretend that my feelings about what happened and the, and the effects of that trauma at work and other traumas was not there, I would not have gotten to the place of learning what I just said. Part of the lesson, I do feel like I, from a kind of a higher purpose, created that lesson because it's an old one and maybe you learned it in the schoolyard. I didn't learn it until I was an adult to say like, I have these energetic boundaries, I have certain expectations, and I'm going to communicate them energetically, verbally, physically. There's so, a lot of learning there. There's a lot of learning. And, and this is a huge umbrella because we're talking about something that covers like real serious yes. issues and also perceptual issues in that it's some for some people at some points the transgression is in their own minds and then for other people many other people i'm not trying to downsize people's traumas their actual real traumas that are coming up to be healed and transformed not just in themselves but in our culture in society social mm -hmm. patterns that are are shifting they really are two very different things if i'm like michelle looked at me funny so she she must think she's better than than i am is totally different than oh michelle's beating me or trying to get me fired you know very very different scenarios yeah Talking about people that are maybe in the habit of feeling traumatized over years of time and then sort of project it out and maybe they don't feel like the world is a safe place versus someone who's in a more empowered place and says something bad happened to me there's also those people that kind of you know feel like they have to put up with abusive situations or sexual innuendos in order to keep their job keep their family or their social position whatever 
their reasoning is. It is a little bit different situation. When someone says, I'm, ha- I'm struggling, I'm having an issue, I'm struggling, and they go to a therapist or a healer, or they get a personal help book, or they look at a YouTube video from a you know, personal development guru, and they're looking for ways to feel better. I, 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 that's the, maybe that's the starting point. Or they might go to a meditation retreat because they want to feel better. And they just know, you know, they just know I don't feel the way I want to feel. And from, now I'm still working these ideas out with you, right, as we talk. But from the place of woundedness, And from the place of feeling like a victim of something, that advice might seem insulting and it might seem like it diminishes the truth of what's happened. And so part of this conversation, I would like to convey that whatever trauma someone is dealing with, whether it's coming back from war, we we finally recognize PTSD as a byproduct of war for many people, but just 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. People would come back from war and they were expected to act as if nothing had happened. And now there's an understanding like, okay, there's trauma there. That has implications for how you see the world and how your nervous system responds to the world. And the same is true for any kind of the other abuses that you mentioned, structural abuses or, or whatever, situational abuses. They alter our immune system, they alter our nervous system, and they impact whether we feel like the world is safe or not. That is very real, and it affects your thought patterns. So looking at advice given in all of these arenas from that point of view which is sort of an unhealed trauma experience might seem like it's petty advice or dismissive and so you know there's the risk of like the advice being dismissive there's also the risk that people are in such pain and they want to feel better and they say well I'm just going to get this crystal so I can feel better, or I'm just going to get, I'm going to go to this workshop so I feel better, or read this book, or, and without processing the actual feelings, those tools won't work. And you're talking about also this thing that happens of people can become so identified with their wounding, and it's sort of like a broken record, they get tripped up on it. It's such a fascinating topic and loaded with a little bit of dynamite because we do both believe in the law of attraction and yet you also have to, to be where you are. The one thing I'd like to say before we kind of wrap up is that, you know, I'm a student of Ahuna shamanism. We have uh, 36, they're called assumptions. And there's a lot in there about attraction, attracting Mm -hmm. energy, repelling energy. But fundamentally, we're taught that we need to do our own work, that we need to kind of 
deal with all those kind of old pain and sufferings, the emotions that we're hanging on to, any limiting beliefs, because that actually forms the foundation that our consciousness builds from. So mm-hmm. if we are holding on to victimhood and pain and grief and jealousy, whatever is back there, then it's like there's a crack in our foundation that we need to do that work. And then we find our resilience and our empowerment. And it's there for us when we need it in our life situations, whether there's snow on the ground and you need to wash somebody's face out with snow (laughs) or, or whatever it is that you do to take control of your actions and reactions. Right. And in my journey, I have come to understand through working through all of those layers within myself and all of the perceptions of my life, you know, moving from feeling traumatized by certain things, feeling like, why did this happen to me, to being angry at the law of attraction, like that's, you know, makes no sense, to using the law of attraction to feel better. I've come to understand that those instances were actually a gift to learn about what I was creating. And I remember being handed uh, um, the book, um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, right? So she talks about healing basically from this idea that we create the illnesses in our body to show us what's going on emotionally. And I was so offended by that book. And yet fast forward, when I started to really heal decades later, I used those principles and going from what, going from that place to the place of being open to it, I've come to understand that the, any illness or difficult situation is a lesson to expand my perception of what's really happening. I don't know. <laughs> that makes any sense. It's all good. Uh, you know, I'm a healer. I see most people, if not all people, that have an emotional component to the physical issues that they're dealing with. And, you know, there's so much going on in this energetic matrix that we call third dimensional life that we we don't really fully understand we really don't so i love that we can have these kind of interesting conversations michelle and expand both of our ideas we're both formulating our own realities all the time as well as every listener. So I, I'm sure we've given everyone something to think about. <laughs> At that, I think we better sign off. I look forward to another great conversation next week. I do too. Thanks, Linda. Bye for now, everyone.